What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 30 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-host Christian Myers, KMA and T. Lou. Christian has joined us. Christian is back. Um, the body and everything feeling better. Like how 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 are you feeling now? Body feels really good right now. Okay. That's good. K-May's on uh, summer break as well. So let's talk about him. How, how are we doing, K-May? Kids doing great. You, you know the rules. There's no rules in summertime. So yeah. living my best life, just soaking up the sunshine. So couldn't be better, you know? Life's yeah. great. How to set her in baseball right now, K-May, uh, rolling through. We got all the fellows back together for this episode, and it feels actually really, really, like, uh, really right, guys. It feels good. Not going to lie. I was looking forward to this all day long. So... Uh, we're back. We're back. And uh, Christian just got done, you know, beating me in fantasy baseball, but we're not going to talk about that um, at all, actually. Um, and it's, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, I've dropped a little bit in both my leagues. But again, I'm not going to talk about that. Let's talk about baseball, fellas. Let's get into some baseball here. A couple headlines here. A's reverse boycott. Pretty electric. Trash thrown on the field. We'll see about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, DeGrom is done here for the year. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, biggest prospect since A-Rod. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then Marcus Stroman calling out the Cubs. I like to get a little bit of a feeler out there with the fellas, but we're going to keep it rolling here like we do every episode, rolling through each division, talking about each division and rolling through the standings and everything like that. Uh, fellas, did we have anything you wanted to touch on prior to us rolling through the episode? Does anybody have anything to get off their chest? How are we feeling? Uh, I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but reverse boycott was awesome. Electric factory. Um, loved watching it. Loved uh, watching the fans' reactions. And the A's won the game, too. How to see them in baseball. So that was cool to see, too. I mean, can't stop them. Can't stop yeah. them. Christian, what about you? Dude, I'm just ready to talk about Ellie De La Cruz. And how good that this kid is. He's special, man. He's special. Let's start with, uh, we're going to roll with the AL West here, boys. Uh, Texas leading the way at the top. One of the hottest teams in baseball. Lagging here over the last 10, but still very, very solid squad at 42 and 25. Five and five in the last 10. Houston at 39 and 29. LA Angels at 38 and 32. Seattle at 33 and 33. And the hottest team in baseball, the Oakland A's at 19 and 50. 19 and 50, but seven and three in their last 10. Seven game winning streak. I don't know. Texas, though, DeGrom out for the year with Tommy John. Um, I, I'm guessing you fellas saw that interview. Really, I, you don't ever see that type of emotion from DeGrom. Um, and it was pretty tragic to actually watch just because of, you know, I've you know, been listening to other podcasts as well and I'm talking about, like, what is DeGrom going to be, right? And, like, what is he going to turn into? And, you know, where do the contracts lie now? Luckily, luckily for Texas, they have stud after stud coming out of the um, out of the rotation right now, but, of course, in their farm system. But your thoughts there, fellows? I mean, the guy's in a pretty sizable deal still. I mean, I guess we can turn it over to Christian. Christian, I, I can't remember if you had Tommy John, but as a pitcher with these injuries, I mean, I, I just don't know, man, like what, what happens for this guy? Yeah. Who knows right now? I mean, I never had it, but you know, it's become one of those things now that is easier for people to recover from. And they're a little bit more cautious about how they manage their bodies. And for a guy like DeGrom, you know, he'll probably be missing a vast majority of next year and maybe be able to come back 
to the Rangers for a playoff push at the end of next year, which is really what you look for when you're going to be giving out such a big deal like that. But this is one of those things that we talked about a lot in our off-season podcasts when it came to free agent signings and things like that. And I was very much on that page of, you know, it's a huge risk to throw this kind of money at the Grom because he's so injury prone. And now, you know, sure enough, he comes down with an injury that's going to set him back probably until next August. Crazy. Really sucks. Just sucks because the the game of baseball, which we'll talk about other guys that have come back now uh, across the league that have made baseball better, but losing to Grom is not good for baseball whatsoever. But, you know, what is good right now for the Rangers is their offense, leading the MLB in average RBIs, runs, OBP, and hits. Unbelievable offense. Uh, Jace Jung, if it weren't for Corbin Carroll, might legitimately win uh, Rookie of the Year. But you know what? Actually, I think about it. He could still win on the AL side, but still just... Absolutely electric team in a great spot. Houston, on the other hand, they're about they're three and a half back right now. Jordan Alvarez is now out till likely mid-July. He was rolling with a 277, 388, 589 slash line with 17 homers and 55 RBIs in 57 games. Plus, they just found out the McCullers is out for the year with right forearm surgery man i again this team of course is you know can still roll into the playoffs and still likely win a world series but kame i mean that that's got to suck that's that's brutal yeah the uh catching a case of the injury bug as they say really sucks especially jordan alvarez i think that loss is going to really hurt them because he was that one bat in the lineup who like stabilized an entire lineup um, when you needed a big hit, when you needed a home run, he was the guy who always stepped up and, and did that. So for the next month, not having that is going to suck. That's an oblique, too, and those are tough to come back to as a hitter. So who knows when a month when he comes back, if he's going to be you know, back to what he was. You would hope that he is. But, um, yeah, real bummer for the Astros in general. It's tough. It's tough. We'll roll through the rest of the division there. Um, you know, you, you can go through little points here or there, but the Angels Otani being Otani, he's, you know, hitting 418, eight homers, 17 RBIs, and a 1474 OPS in his last 14 games. Mind you, he's a pitcher as well. Uh, Seattle continues to have offensive struggles. They seem to kind of be turning it back here. Uh, against Seattle, but it looks like, or excuse me, not Seattle. Seattle may be turning a little bit, uh, a little bit of a page here against the Marlins, except they're getting Yuri Perez tonight. But I think the biggest news to talk about is this A's reverse boycott. And uh, as, as you alluded to Kyle, this thing was electric. I wonder like what page they utilized to like have like this whole like thing organized. Like who was the guy who was like, Hey, everyone, we're going to be silent for the first batter. And then we're going to start chanting, sell the team. I mean, it was loud. It was, it was, yeah. that was really, really loud. And even you looked at the stadium, of course, it was absolutely packed. Now my whole thing though, of them throwing trash on the field afterwards was a little weird. Cause it's like, what are we trying to say here? I'm guessing people just got absolutely banged up there, but I don't know. I mean, K I heard your thoughts about it. CM. I mean, while it's the right move, I don't know. They just approved Senate just approved for the build in Vegas. So I, I, I don't know if this is more just to get the owner out or this is to keep them in Oakland. Yeah, I think it's more so just to get the owner out and figure out a new way to go about it. Um, I'm sure, you know, the fans are not thrilled to be losing a second team 
to the same city that they lost their football team, but they're still big, you know, big supporters and big fans of their teams. I mean, most people in Oakland still root for the Raiders. They'll still root for the A's, but with that kind of new scenery, I think they just want to get a new, a new front office in place to actually try and contend every year versus, you know, having those five, six year windows between being really good and barely scraping 60, 70 wins. Yeah. I still think it was fantastic. It was one, it was one of the more electric things I've, I've seen in baseball. It was probably even better than maybe even a playoff atmosphere for, for certain cities, but I agree. KMA was absolutely electric, but I like your points there, Christian. You're, you're just looking at a sad situation while it was great for this one day. And Probably those fans will never forget that game and those players because Trevor May saved the game, by the way. He got the save. Trevor May, if if anybody caught on to that, who has been horrendous the last couple of years. But I don't know, KMA. I mean, are A's your second team now? They overtaken the Cardinals? Yeah, they might they might have to. Granted, they're 31 games under 500, so I don't know how much I can get behind them. But uh, yeah, you know, maybe when they move to Vegas and start getting some of them prospects up, I might have to turn to the A's. I love that. I love that. Let's turn it over to the NOS boys. Um, my second team, uh, my lovable D-backs, leading the, leading the way at 41 and 26 at the top of the division, absolutely on fire right now in 7-3 in their last 10. The Dodgers still hanging around at 38 and 29, three games back, 4-6 and six in their last 10. San Francisco, sneaky little team, especially going into the playoffs, 36 and 32. They're five and a half back, but they are 7-3 and three in their last 10. We'll get to what they're doing, uh, why they're having uh, some success this year. San Diego Padres, just as disappointing as we're probably going to get some other teams. 32 and 34, 6 and 4 in their last 10. And then uh, we'll let CM uh, dwell on, on his Rockies, 29 and 40 and 4 and 6 in their last 10. The D-backs are, they're just probably what every coach wants for their team. They don't strike out a ton. Uh, they're top five in average stolen bases in OPS. But if their pitching doesn't get figure it out, that's really what's going to hold them back from making a serious playoff run. KMA, I, I I don't know if you've been able to check them out as much being there, but this team's fun. They don't do a lot of things wrong, but again, the pitching is going to be suspect. I expect them to make a move, a splash or two at the trade deadline to get an arm or two, as you said, um, because this is the one year where it all came together from them, I feel like. So I feel like you have to kind of capitalize on that and try to maximize the value of your team this year, you know, so expect them to be big buyers at the deadline for a couple of those arms, like you're saying. Yeah. I saw them in person, man. And uh, CM, I know you weren't on the last episode, but I got to see that uh, go ahead home run by Rosario in person. But the D backs team is just when you're top five in those categories from an offensive standpoint, along with those stolen bases, um, you're just creating havoc everywhere, man. And I'm guessing as a coach right now, you'd love to have this ball club. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's exciting for sure to see. And I think they're going to carry it out the whole way through. Which Great points. Be. I love that. I love that. Let's turn it over to you with the Dodgers, CM. Bobby Miller, give us give us your breakdown on this kid because, I don't know, I, I'm. it's just terrifying how good the Dodgers are with their pitchers. Bobby Miller's the real deal, for sure. I mean, he's got, what, like a .74 ERA? Uh, 
four starts, three and zero with a .78 ERA and thirty three innings pitched. Okay, That's so stupid. a little bit higher than what I thought, but yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, and he's throwing; he's not throwing against you know the crapshoot teams. He started against Atlanta and started against um, New York, right? And the Yankees, not the Mets, and shoved it down their throats and is going to be really good. And like you said, the staff is pretty good right now, and they don't even have Walker Buehler at all. So Dustin May, yeah, it's crazy. Where did Tony Gonsolin – Tony Gonsolin came out of, like, nowhere. Like, they they constantly have these guys, like, they pull out of their ass they never heard of and just, Uh like, are really good. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's I know we, we talked about this on previous pods, I know, but it just amazes me. It really does. It, it's mind boggling. I, I, again, one of our episodes is titled, you know, why, you know, something about the Dodgers thing. It was like, why are they so yeah. good or whatever? But I, I don't know, man. But if we're talking pitching, the Giants, dude, are, are legit from the pitching standpoint, really under the radar pitching staff. Um, top 10 in MLB with the lowest CRA and whip, third lowest in walks, led by Alex Cobb of all people and Logan Webb. This is such a giants team. It is such a giants team. It's, it's rolling out with a couple just absolute stud pitchers. And then they throw a lineup out there that they somehow that Gabe Kepler puts together, man, this team's fun. And, and they just absolutely, it's just ground ball after ground ball from the output of the other team on, on the offensive side. This seems sick, man. It seems fun. And they're, they're just in a tough division. Yeah. I, I really hope they uh, push for a wild card. I mean, I'd like to see them in playoffs, but um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then I have the Padres and Rockies. Uh, I don't have any notes for that. So if we're going to have our no-notes segment, I was just going to roll it over to you, CM, and uh, let you roll on the rocks because it's probably rocking right now at Coors Field. Yeah, it's always super fun um, this time of year for us Rockies fans. But we actually, I'll I'll give it to the, I mean, we don't expect much, especially I didn't expect much for them this year, but the way that they're playing is not horrible in the grand scheme of things. A lot of these young guys are coming in and doing pretty well. I mean, Brenton Doyle, who has been playing in the outfield for the last couple of weeks is really showing some promising signs for the future. Nolan Jones, who I was super excited that we traded for in the offseason, is now becoming an everyday. What trade was that? Which trade was that? It was with Cleveland, and I think it was just a cash deal. Just a really, really small deal? Mm, Something like that. He's been sick, dude. Yeah, he's, he's really good. And I think that, you know, they've got McMahon in there as sort of the 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 guy and i think they're gonna keep just building around him so as the deadline comes up you know i would like to see some moves to just hammer down a younger core uh group but it's gonna be tough with crone not having played in the last month gritchick right now is kind of our only trade piece and maybe elias diaz who is probably going to be the all-star selection from this team but at 29 and 40, I mean, it's a whole heck of a lot better than I thought it would be. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and obviously you're just in too tough a division. Um, but thankfully you have a Chris Bryant contract through 2028 at 27 or 26 million a year. A wonderful deal that was signed and uh, really looking forward to all the success he has here over the next six years um, on the IL. Okay, let's move over to the AL Central. Uh, K-May's specialty, K-May's baby, 
wonderful division. Uh, let's just m- make a note here that with both central divisions, we have one team from each division over 500, um, which I thought was very, very impressive. Uh, so Minnesota is our loan and behold in the AL Central at 35 and 33, four and six in the last 10. The Cleveland Guardians, the 30, 31 and 35, six and four in their last 10. KMA Sachs, 29 and 39, uh, six and four in their last 10, getting hot. Detroit, 27 and 39. The injury bug has hit them way too hard, unfortunately. Uh, they're one and nine in their last 10. And the worst team in baseball, I will say, the worst team in baseball, the Kansas City Royals at 18 and 50. 18 and 50. Patrick Mahomes right now could start for this team, one and nine in their last 10. Correa's getting hot for the for the Twins. And it's not it's not looking good because uh, I dropped him in fantasy and I regret it completely. Uh, but he's homered three times his last five games, including a walk off homer. Other notes just across the league before we turn it over to KMA, the Cleveland Guardians. Thank God for Josh Naylor, because this is one of the most boring teams in baseball. 794 OPS with eight homers and 48 RBIs. And we'll get to another topic on them here in a little bit. Detroit, unfortunately, as I mentioned, the injury bugs have hit them like crazy. Um, but the good news is, is that they do get the third overall pick here in this year's draft um, with a loaded draft. Throwing our thoughts and prayers to Vinny Pasquantino who uh, will undergo surgery on a torn labrum. Okay, mate, let's turn it over to you, man. Before we get to your White Sox, do you trade uh, Shane Bieber at the deadline? Uh, no, but I think, the, I think the Guardians will, but I would not personally. You got him. So right now he's got a year and a half control left. So you're going to get a hell of a lot more for him this year than you would next year. I agree. Let's not forget this team won the AL Central last year. So they still are capable of, you know, balling out. So even though they're not, they don't have it this year, next year they could come back and be the same team they were last season. Um, So you never really know. But personally, yeah, I'd I'd hold on to them. But I I fully, just given the organization, the way they've handled things in the past, um, I fully expect him to be moved to the deadline. CM, if Bieber were to go somewhere, where do you think he'd go? Um, Year and a half control left. Year and a half. How about the D-backs, huh? We talked about the D-backs and a couple arms. That would be sick. That would be like. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Atlanta. Wow. I think Atlanta picks up another. That's so sneaky, man. And that's what pisses me off about the Braves is they're so sneaky. And I think that is such a sick move. That's a signal. Yeah. I've seen the Cardinals like crazy, but the problem is the Cardinals have, n- there's no point in doing that, especially with where they're at. But I was thinking D-backs was actually one that I thought of just generally. I thought, of course, the Dodgers, the Dodgers you throw into every single trade conversation. Uh, but the Braves are fun. The Braves are a lot of fun, especially with Soroka just being back, sent back down to AAA after two starts. So I definitely see that happening. Um, let's check in on KMA with the White Sox. A little KMA radar section how we feeling kma where we at how we feeling you're six games back but it is the al central yeah man uh i don't know the mood has not changed for me much since like april um as soon as you think they're starting to figure it out they like drop five straight like they, they last week they won i think five five out of six and then they lost two out of three to the marlins when they should have swept them they had leads in the ninth inning, two of those games, and they ended up losing both of them. So then they lose those, then they lost another game, so they lost like three straight, and it's like just when you think they're turning the corner, then they go right back back to where they were. So yep. frustrating, man, very frustrating. And I'm watching them right now. Mike Clevenger just went out with an injury. They're playing the Dodgers on the West Coast. So just uh, 
not a lot of hope. I think they're going to be south of the deadline. Honestly, I hope they do south of the deadline. I hope the Twins actually start winning some games and pull away with the division so the White Sox don't have any false hope of staying in the race for the year. Do you trade Hendricks? Uh, if he's healthy, yeah. I don't Maybe. see why not, man. It's, yeah, I agree. That sucks, man, because the AL Central does have a lot of really good players. While we bash them all the time, they do have a lot of good players. It's just, I don't know, man. I, I don't know why it is that the three teams at the top, and, I, and I, in my personal opinion, if Detroit's not as injured, like they legitimately could be in first place right now with, yeah. that, with what they have. You know, Mines goes they down were, with Scooball. Uh, and what they were doing like a month ago, right? Like they won yeah. a bunch in a row like a month ago. You know, Yeah, Torkelson is actually a very, very good baseball player. And, and people freaked out the fact that he had a bad like first or second year of his career, which is just the saddest part about sports these days. But I don't know. Christian, anything to add about the AL, the beautiful, the beautiful. It's like the Mac of football is kind of the way I describe it right now. It's held the NL Central is the same way. But any thoughts there on the beautiful AL Central? Dude, well, I like what you guys were saying about the Tigers, but kind of missed uh, Lorenzen, who's been pitching really well. Yeah. As of late, he's had a few. I think his last start was rocky. He threw today. And I don't know how it went um, in the second game of the doubleheader. He, he got them. roughed up. He got roughed up against the Braves. Okay. So yeah. two rough but ones in a row. But Braves. prior yeah. to these last two appearances or starts that he's made, he was throwing the ball really well there for a good stretch of about five or six. Yeah. Game. And he's solid. Yeah. He's solid Detroit. arm, man. He's really turned it around. And yeah, fantastic. All right, boys. Let's roll over to the beautiful NL Central now. As we mentioned, both sides having one team over 500, the Pittsburgh Pirates at 34 and 32, five and five in their last 10. I don't know if this is updated because my Cubbies just came back on their on that ass uh, and won tonight, uh, trying to go for a sweep tomorrow. Not a big deal. Uh, Milwaukee, 34 and 34, three and seven in their last 10. The Cincinnati Reds, the funnest team in baseball, in my opinion, right now at this moment, 34 and 35, eight and two in their last 10. The Chicago Cubbies, 30 and 37. Man, what a record. Five and five in their last 10, just pulled out a big one tonight. And then the St. Louis Cardinals, I repeat, the St. Louis Cardinals are 27 and 42 and two and eight in their last 10, 27 and 42, two and eight in their last 10. Let's talk about the Pirates. Let's talk about the Pirates. Uh, They have overtaken the Brewers for first place. Uh, Jake Swinski. Christian, you probably noticed this in our leagues, is really one of the more underrated outfielders in all of baseball right now. Uh, 922 OPS, 15 homers. I can't remember. I don't think he had one tonight, uh, but he was like two or three for four uh, tonight against the Cubs. And he's slugging like 1,100 uh, in his last seven games. He's an absolute dude. Um, have you checked this kid out? Yeah, he's a Chicago Public League guy for you. Sure is. Boys. He like sure is. But yeah, he's good. He got on my radar last year when he came up because he had such a hot start and sort of fizzled a little bit down on the down the stretch. But I do. He's a guy that I've kept an eye on for, you know, since he came up last year. Yeah, Mitch Keller is a legitimate NL Scion candidate. Like he's he's that He's that good. And there's, they're just a weird team. You know, Connor Joe is their three hole hitter. Obviously you saw him a lot there last year, CM mm-hmm. uh, in Colorado. I saw him the night, man, he's opposite field hitter and he covers the plate tremendously well. And he usually grabs around seven or eight pitches per at bat. Like it's legit. So 
we'll see. We'll see if they're able to carry it on. They're they're just a fun team, and they also, mind you, they have the first pick in the draft, which is just mind-boggling to me that you know the draft is mid-year for the MLB, but that's besides the point. Uh, the Brew Crew is really missing Brandon Woodruff right now. Uh, no timetable for his return uh, after being sent to the 60-day IL on May 15th. I just don't know, man. I, I don't know what what happens with this with this Brewers team. Obviously, Corbin Burns had that whole breakout with uh, or, or the whole issue that he had with the organization, with the arbitration case and everything. KMA, have you been able to check out the Brewers much? I have a little bit. Yeah. You know, they, they were hot for a little bit there. Then they kind of cooled off back down to 500. Talk about a possible landing spot for Shane Bieber. I could see that Brewers making a move for Shane Bieber. They need an arm. Great call. Great. Right in the middle of the rotation. I could see that. They got some, I mean, CM, they probably got some solid capital in the, in their uh, farm system. Yeah, right now, farm. Right? yeah, they do have a couple guys. I mean, Cleveland could probably, you know, take on another outfielder and Milwaukee's got that Boston college kid Frelick. I oh think. yeah. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah, Sal Frelick. Yeah. Who could that be, would be, you probably would have to throw him in or you, you wouldn't throw in, um, who's their number two, the number two overall prospect. What's his name? Trios. Is it trios or yeah. Something, something yeah, like that. You probably have to throw him in or, well, you can't throw in, um, Oh God, who is their center fielder this past year? that got injured shoot the kid who uh he's from uh who was he from michigan or oregon or something either way yeah brew crew is uh they're a little shaky right now but again the brewers will be the brewers and they'll find a way uh the reds let's talk ellie de la cruz boys obviously this young core of steer mclean him india stevenson they got a dude christian and carcion strand strad or strand in triple a right now hitting 357 426 719 slash line with an 1145 OPS. This core is sick. These guys are so sick, but what LA de la Cruz, the hype that he got and what he showed in his first week is special, man. CML, let you take this one. Oh, oh, allergies. Yeah, allergies. it's incredible. Okay, okay. Sorry, I had a sneeze coming. No, it, it, um, no, we saw it for sure. It, it's incredible. I mean, his stat, there was a stat line, I think, in his first three games. He had a single, double, triple home run and stolen base, which hasn't been done since like 1934 or something like that to put up one of each in your first three games that you're in the big leagues. But he's, I mean, all the hype around him is incredible. We had, I remember when we had your boy um, Denz on in the fall and he was saying that that guy was the real deal. And it's just, it's unbelievable to see what he can do and how fast he can move and a real, real good player. And another, just one of those solid guys that the Reds have in there with, the other young guys, Jonathan India and Matt McClain, and then their whole pitching, starting pitching staff basically is 25 and under. So, yep. you know, we'll see what it does this year. Being in that division could be helpful for them uh, to make some sort of a run this year. But I think they're really setting up the future well. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see an extension for De La Cruz this fall, something like the Acuna Albies extensions that Atlanta threw. Yeah, the Reds want to be smart you make that type of move came in kind of gave me Luis Robert jr. Vibes a little bit. And it wasn't as hyped. I think, I don't know why, but you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, similar. I agree. I, I see where you're coming from there. Yeah. A lot of hype coming up through the system. Um, Luis Robert, where did De La Cruz come from? Was he an international guy or did they draft him? You guys know international DR international yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. So same yeah. thing with Robert jr. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. I don't know why Luis Robert jr. Had more hype, but same type of vibe. I know what you're saying. 
it's it's just so electric man I, I it's so good for baseball that they are getting these types of just freak athletes and what these guys can do special very very special and that, and that team is uh as we saw the other night with i think his last name was brinson or, or whatever the hitter was at the walk off and you saw what that ball club was kind of coming together it's just got a bunch of young guys that had probably are sitting there saying, you know, the Reds have been bad for so long. Um, and mind you, you know, they Vado's still out. And um, I was listening to, cause you guys know how like locked on does like a podcast for every single team. I was listening to the one for the Reds and they were talking about like, it's going to be one of the craziest couple of weeks here for them. All the transactions they have to make because they get Will Myers back. They get um, Joey Votto back, like all these things. So there's going to be a lot of movement across the board. I wouldn't be shocked, man, if they kind of make a, you know, a decent size move at the deadline, just because they got a ball club that can potentially win a wild card. They're, they're that good. Um, good for baseball. They did that. Absolutely, man. Great for baseball. The Chicago Cubs, uh, Cubbies won tonight. They came back after being down four uh, against the Pirates. Just an awesome game to watch. Drew Smiley just didn't have it at the beginning, but the Cubs came together on the offensive side. I was sitting there when they were down five, one, and I was just, all I wrote down here was boring baseball, um, which has been the case for the Cubs the entire year, but they figured it out tonight. Mike Talkman is coming when Cody Bellinger has been bad, but I thought it'd be an interesting conversation. Boys talk about what Marcus Stroman did. Did you guys see what he uh, came out and said? I saw what it was something along the lines of, I want to get paid. Basically right? like he, it, it was an interesting like technique because again, he may have been thinking this way or may not have been, I don't know, but he comes out. He's obviously a polarizing figure across baseball since his HDMH uh, days when we were in college came uh, yeah. and NCM and, and like that whole, I don't know what you call it. Movement. I guess you call it. And so for him to do this, I looked at it in a number of different ways where like you can extend him, but his highest value is right now. So you get more for him right now for the future. Are you thinking he's going to be your ace for the future? Those types of things. Do you like his technique of calling out the Cubs though? We'll start with you, CM. No, I don't personally. I think you've got to kind of understand where you're at right now in your career and that he's having a really good year. I mean, can't take that away from him. You know, he's had a couple good years when he was in Toronto and then is now having one of those years, but it just hasn't been, I don't think consistent enough where you can sort of put yourself in that position of saying that you are worthy of an extension right now. I think with, you know, three months, four months left, whatever in the season, kind of wait until it gets down the stretch to August and September and see if you stay where you're at and also know what is coming up behind you. Because I know, I mean, you'll know better than I would, but the Cubs have some serious, serious depth in that pitching slot yeah. in their farm system that they might want to, you know, keep some money on the table for those guys. Yeah, exactly. Cade Brown or it's Cade Brown, Cade Horton and Ben Brown are legitimately two of the best prospects that the Cubs have had from a pitching side since like people are calling it Mark Pryor days, which is a very, very big stature to put a guy on. But my whole thinking behind this is that you do that. But and I heard this from a guy on one of the lockdown episodes. It's like kicking a, a dog when it's down. And it's like the Cubs obviously are not where they want to be while they're having like this two game or nice little winning streak they have going on right now. 
I don't even call it a winning streak, but you just don't necessarily need to do that to the ball club right now because there's still we're June 14th. I think the deadline or trade deadline is August 1st, right? It's like a yeah. month and a half away. So like you're putting, you're trying to do all this and making it about yourself. And maybe Stroman wasn't trying to do that. And maybe the reporter was just trying to get it out of them, but you're putting your team in a position now where they now have to focus on you. And this team right now has still a legitimate shot to win this division because the division is not very strong. So it's just, I didn't really like the move. I thought it was a little weird in my personal opinion. Cause it's like, yeah, man, you're having a great year, but you haven't been a DeGrom. You haven't been one of these top level starters, like a Garrett Cole or Scherzer for years and years and years. You're finally having a good year. And luckily he's got a really, really good defense behind him because he's a ground ball pitcher. So I don't know. I, I, if I'm looking at that as a clubhouse guy, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that to our ball club right now when we're in a really, really pivotal time of the year for the ball club? Okay, man, I don't know if you had anything to add. Yeah, no, I'll piggyback off where you guys said. The body work for him just hasn't been there. Interesting, though, think about this, too. Could you see them moving him at the deadline for, like, a major league piece back, like a one-for-one almost? It would have to be somebody that you so because Jamison Tyone has not turned out to be what they thought would he would be like a number two, number three, probably more of a number three. But you have to find somebody who can be a legitimate number two or number three for a few years. And I think more of that number three stature and a, and a mildly good prospect because he's going to have a player option. He's going to back out of his deal. Like you have to, you have to get something that is going to give you sustainability for the next couple of years. Cause right now you get steel, you have Cade Horton coming in probably two years, Ben Brown, potentially next year. Like you have to find something else in the middle. So yes, I, I would say came to answer your question. I think if you move him, I think in my personal opinion, I think it's going to be more valuable for the future. Because, like I said, you want to solidify a number two or number three because Jamison Tyone is obviously leaning more towards that number three, number four spot for your rotation. You have Justin Steele, who, in my personal opinion, I'd rather have as my ace because he goes out there. He's got right now what I saw stat, stats wise today. His fastball is either the highest, highest on the chart for like either striking out guys or getting outs which is fantastic because now he can really work on his, you know, he has that pitch and now he can utilize his other pitches. So I'd rather, and I, I just like his attitude out there a lot more. I just think that Stroman's just finding himself in a good position right now. If you guys remember, he was terrible in New York and that was two, three years ago. Yeah. And he's like 31, 32 now. So it's like, I don't know. I just, to extend that guy till he's 34, 35, it just, it, it just doesn't sit right with me. And so, yeah, I would agree. I, I think we trade him at the deadline. I'd feel a hell of a lot better about the Cubs future. So that's, that's my thoughts there. That was a good combo boys on that. Cause that was a, didn't sit right with me that they, uh, they had that going on the Cardinals. I have three, uh, uh, bad, bad. The Cardinals are bad. I wish Chase Keeter was here on this podcast right now. Okay. Man knows who I'm talking about. I don't know, man. I, I don't think them and the Padres are one of the just it's just so weird this year for baseball. Like, I mean, when we were growing up, boys, I felt like any team that like got the best players were the best teams. And it just doesn't feel that way these days. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. So I I single out the Cardinals as the single most disappointing team in baseball up to this point. I mean, it's we're in mid-June, but uh, just that lineup they have, that middle of that lineup is stacked. And the fact that they're not winning more games is 
terrible and the pitching has not been good and yeah just abysmal it's terrible not, more, not much more to say it's just been bad it's been so bad yeah i agree i don't know what's going on the whole wilson Contreras deal is just yeah we are too a blow up but yeah. um you know and then jordan walker coming up going down coming back up yep it's yeah it's i mean goldschmidt has done a complete 180 um nolan is still nolan but yep. you know you, you just what is like what are the cardinals it's like what do you what is your team like what are you like what are you doing out there and it, it must just be the yachty effect because i thought when wainwright would come back i thought things would be a hell of a lot different because a lot of people were saying oh they just don't have a veteran you know clubhouse leadership but I think it's the Wilson Contreras thing. And I, I told you, CM, I told you during the offseason, I said, that is a terrible free agent signing. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I said, they go, that is not going to work. That won't work, especially with no defensive uh, attributes on his side. I knew it was going to put him in a really difficult position. I'm just going to say that I, I said that because I think I did. But it feels good. It feels really, really good. I, I just love seeing him at the bottom of the leaderboard. Um, let's move over to the AL East, boys. Tampa Bay continues to stay at the top, 48 and 22, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Baltimore at 42 and 25, 6 and 4 in their last 10, uh, becoming a premier ball club in the big leagues right now. New York Yankees, probably one of the more drama filled teams in reference to injuries, to movement across the board with transactions. They're 39 and 30 still, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Toronto Blue Jays at 38 and 31, 6 and 4 in their last 10. And the Boston Red Sox are 33 and 35, 3 and 7. At one point, every single one of these teams is over 500. Boston has fallen out of those ranks. Looking across the board, you know, I would say baseball, as we talked about earlier with like DeGrom, is in, you know, is in tougher shape without him in there. But I think we substitute that with Tyler Glass now because this kid. It is so it is still unbelievable to me that the Pirates had traded Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows, who at that point was a legit player to the Rays for I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. What is his name? Who who did they trade him for? It was a couple of years ago. Oh, Chris Archer. Yeah. That's why you're on the pod right there, baby. Uh, it still blows my mind to this day that the Pirates traded away, you know, that player or these players but at the end of the day boys uh tyler glass now being back four starts 270 era and 16 and two-thirds innings uh with 20 k's he's legit and baseball's in a better place now um rolling across the rest of the league uh baltimore gunner henderson has starting to get really really hot He's uh, 464, 43, 929 slash line in his last seven games. Uh, Toronto, Berrios with an incredible start, needing him, obviously, with Manoa's struggles. Um, he had a great game tonight, getting a win over Baltimore. And then Boston, boys, I feel terrible for Chris Sale, man. Goes down on that 60-day IL with left shoulder inflammation. Just hasn't been the same since that World Series in 2017. Um, but looking across the league, fellas, what's like what's standing out to you with the AL East? Because it's just right now you have you have purely the best, probably best teams in the AL across the board in this division. What stands out to me is the the Rays have kind of like cooled off a little bit, but they got out of the gate so hot that they still are like what 
20 something games over 500. Yep. Um, 20, 26 so I mean, games over. Just Incredible. getting out so hot makes such a difference. Um, you know, you can, you say it's just April, their games aren't that important. When you have that good of a start, I mean, it really plays you good for the, for the long run for the, for the full 162. Came out hot and they, they just have a big lead and they haven't, haven't lost it yet. So it's awesome. CM? Yeah. And the Yankees coming back from, uh from the gutter a little bit i mean they were in last place at one point here for like a week and a half stretch um but they're starting to pick things back up again and get through but um you know on the al east there's an interesting conversation to be had about an outfielder from boston i don't know if you guys have talked about this before or not but uh masataka yoshida has been lighting it up he's that lately and could be a rookie of the year candidate if his numbers keep going um, the way that they've been going. But the question is, is whether that's kind of a fair rookie of the year winner if it comes down to it because he played all those years in Japan. So what do you guys think? I say yes. It's happened before, I feel like, in past years where somebody from Japan has won it. But I think the adjustment that you have to make here versus there is big enough to to say he's a rookie that you never played here before so i think it's legit personally yeah overall the the japanese born players i mean over the last couple of years so you look at shohei yoshida seiya suzuki um who would be other ones as well i mean they seemed all i mean suzuki's doing great for the cubs right now after he dealt with his injuries yoshida is obviously, as you mentioned, CM doing what he's doing and Otani's Otani. It's becoming more legit. And I wonder if the, and it's, I think it's MBL or MPL. I forget what it is. Um, I believe it's BL, NBL. Yeah, that would make more sense. Don't don't quote me on it though. I won't quote you on that. You're not quoted. But it seems as if that, that level of baseball has started to even turn up a little bit more as we saw, of course, during the WBC, which was unbelievable but maybe they have adjusted to make it more appealing for players to play in the NBL. And then now they're able to transfer over to the MLB. Cause we see all these guys, they're not young per se. They're getting upwards of 30 years old. So they're coming over when they're at their peak and hell, I mean, they've really showed out here. So yeah, I would agree. I would agree. CM or, or K may NL East wise boys. Let's look over there for our last division here uh, on the pod. Looking at Atlanta, still doing Atlanta things, 42 and 26, eight and two in their last 10. They have been unbelievable. The Miami Marlins, this is crazy to me if you were to put them in this position right now with, with the struggles that Sandy is having, but 37 and 31, seven and three in their last 10. Philly has really turned it up here uh, over their last 10 as well. They're at 33 and 34, but they're eight and two in their last 10. Uh, the New York Mets. <laughs> I'll get to that in a little bit. 32, 32 and 36, two and eight in their last 10. And the Nats are 26 and 42 and eight in their last 10. Okay. So Atlanta is scary boys. Uh, and I think they're even scarier with Michael Harris turning it up. Uh, he's been 14 for 31 in his past eight games. Just really happy to see that. Cause I can imagine the stress he's had since he won that L rookie of the year. Now trying to turn that up here this year. Uh, but let's turn it over to the Marlins boys. Like what's going on with Sandy? I mean, have you guys been able to catch any of his starts? It's, it's, it, it is wild to me that he has struggled this much. Yeah. Think about if he was like, uh, if he was in last year's form, they'd be even better than they are right now. To answer your question, I've not caught 
many of his starts. I've just seen like stats and highlights, but yeah, I mean, disappointing, but the team in general is overperforming massively as we, as he talked about earlier. Incredible. CM. No, I'm in the same boat with Kyle. I haven't really seen him throw that much this year, but it, uh, I mean, just his one time, you know, one hit wonder year last year, maybe. So who knows though, he could always get to the all-star break, have a couple days to reset and then, come back hot uh yeah. for that august september period yeah it i mean he's still up in his k's compared to his walks his home runs are still down it's a little strange it's just one of those weird things but again you know it's halfway through the year this guy may turn it around philly though while they are eight and two in their last 10 you talk about a guy's injury that really screws a team over is that reese hoskins injury because Cody Clemens now has to play first base. I'm guessing he got called up for that reason. You have to shift things around. Alec Bohm then has to play a little bit of first base. He can't establish himself over at third base the entire time. And of course, you know, with Bryce Harper having to come back late, Philly's turning it up though, boys, they really have. But I think the most important question uh, across this entire uh, division, do you guys like Frank the tank? I think he's hilarious. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't like him. I think he's so annoying. <laughs> was he at a dinner for the Mets the other night or was he yeah. at a dinner for like Mets fans? And he legit, like he sung a song. It was, it was like a fundraiser for the Mets players. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful that's that, they, that they brought Frank the tank in. And then the Yankees use one of his freak out videos as one of their TikTok videos for when they beat the Mets last night. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's becoming a much bigger deal than I think people think. But my Lord, do I find him annoying and unfortunately annoying these days. It's it's clickbait, I guess. Did you guys see when he cooked a. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the grossest thing I've ever watched. Uh, I mean, his meals are borderline. It's like that is obesity at its peak. Is watching Frank the Tank cook some of these meals. It is the most is the grossest thing in the world. It's the most New York apartment I've ever seen. There's so much salt and so much sodium put on his his food. It's unbelievable. It's it's so gross. But maybe maybe one day CM will meet him and maybe it'll change his mind. I don't know. I don't really know. And then yeah, try some of those meatballs, boys. Change your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's absolutely gross. Um, the, and then the Nationals, I just I don't have anything for them. Do you guys have anything on the Nationals? Nope. nope. I do not. Out. Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray. Yeah, that's about it. Yep, that is about it. Boys got any trade targets? Boys got any, anybody that you think right now you're like, you know, I could I can definitely see that guy being traded. How about uh, CJ Crone? Ooh, I mean, it's tough just because he hasn't played in a month. So yeah. what, did he, what was his injury? Something in his back. I think he just strained his back and then it hasn't been able to get back to where it needs to be. He just hit all those homers, get all mm-hmm. those homers out. Weren't you, you messaged all the fantasy league and you were like, Hey, CJ Crone, how do I get him?" Right? Yeah, I did. I made a move for him early. I traded yeah. Garrett Cole for Crone and Burns, and it hasn't. I mean, the getting Burns in return has been good. Yeah, but yeah, that's the, true. I, I forget that Burns is actually still having a solid year. He is. Mm-hmm. 
he's not doing too shabby. Yep. No, no. And my fantasy team's nine and one. So I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I know you are. Don't worry. I found Um, that out. I found But another guy, another guy who I think it could be a good trade target for teams that are looking to buy is uh, Ramon Laureano from Oakland, who has been sort of talked about the last couple years as being a target. But now that he's a little bit older on his contract, I think it's about time for Oakland to deal him and get, you know, a couple mid-tier prospects back in return to a team that needs to boost their outfield production on the offensive side of things. Absolutely. If I were to look at one, I would say I don't see the Padres making a move. I think they got to keep everybody based on the, oh, I guess there is one. What about Juan Soto? Didn't you just sign that big, massive deal? Did he sign a deal with the Padres? I think he did, didn't he? Like a big extension. Hold on, did he? Or am I wrong? Because I might look absolutely like a joke if I screw this up. Yes, Juan Soto. The There's a pitcher named Juan Soto. No. No, I mean, he's got, it looks like you got a year and a half of control left. I don't know. That'd be an interesting one. What do you guys think? I stand, I stand corrected then. I thought he did. No, I. And it's weird is the Machado deal always puts, that's the one that always screws me up is that Machado, when I thought they should have extended Soto with that money, they extended Manny Machado. Machado got, yeah, his deal is until 2033. And he's getting like 35 million a year starting in 27. So that's, which is just ridiculous. I don't know, boys. I mean, if you're looking across the board, like I said earlier, you got Marcus Stroman from the Cubs. A lot of these teams don't like Seattle, LA. They're not going to make a move. How about uh, Zach Rinke? Did he get moved? He has not been moved yet. I know he hasn't been yet, but he beautiful man needs to be back in the playoffs. He really, really does. Yeah. Special. He's had some good starts this year. He's just, I mean, his ERA is up there, I think, but he's had, he's flashed some, they still got it. Yeah, Miggy Cabrera to moves. the Dodgers. Yeah, hundred percent. We got we got some moves, boys. We got some moves that need to be made. No, um, I think a guy from the Royals who will get dealt for sure though is Chapman. Oh, he's yeah, go good, call. good call. Um, Great call. You know, I think that Kansas City is putting a pretty high price tag on him right now, but I think there's teams that might be willing to pay for. He said the other day he wants to go to the Reds. Yeah, he did hilarious. Say that. He wants to go back up there. Yeah, that would be unreal. And 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 the Reds can do it. They got the capital. But I don't know, man. With the Reds, with how bad you've been for so long, do you want to give up anything at this point? Don't you just want to just load up with everything you got? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, been so it bad. Just dude. Depends on where they're at. Come that time, you know, if they're putting themselves in a good spot to really make a run, then maybe be comfortable with what you have right now and what your future looks like and put some kind of package together to go get a piece that you need to really secure yourselves with a chance at the playoffs. Yeah. Well, boys, that's basically all we got. CM, how's the team doing? How's the squad doing, man? Tell us about it. Dude, the the moves that are going on, like what's the rotation for the weekend? Tell us all about it. The squad's good. I miss them right now. They're in Cooperstown for the week. So, and I can't, I couldn't go because of work. Um, So they're gone, but yeah, it's going to be a long, a long and lonely weekend for me without my, my little guys. 
That's that is actually the most adorable thing I've ever heard. Do you guys know that like Bryce Harper went to Cooperstown like seven or eight times when he was twelve years old? Like, I did not know that. <laughs> too, I, too I learned that the other day. That is kind of hilarious because I feel like he got paid to go play with some of these teams. <laughs> Might not be wrong there. Might not be wrong. Okay, May, let's talk about, uh, are you coaching it all this summer, man, or what's going on? Let's get the life update to the people. Yeah, so I'm running a little sports camp action over at school. Um, hasn't started yet, but it'll be starting like right after the 4th of July. So I got like kind of a month until that happens. But um, yeah, it should be good. It's little kids, like first through fifth graders. So they'll be the little rug rats. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. I'm trying to hold it together, man. I really am. Um <laughs> I mean, I'm getting emotional thinking about the impact you're going to have on these kids. <laughs> that's it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the plan. Trying to trying to uh, build them for the future, you know. I can't wait. I can't wait for the stories about the kid who broke his nose because he got a dodgeball thrown at him by a fifth grader, and he was a second grader, and KMA thought that he could add all the kids in for one game. <laughs> <laughs> You oh, never know, man. You never know. Oh my gosh, man. Oh, that's awesome, boys. Well. That's all I got, boys. Anything else you guys want to add in? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Everything okay? College World Series this weekend. Who's your guys' horse? Um, I got uh, – it's tough. Um, it's all going to depend on pitching because these yep. offenses are way too good. Uh, I'm taking Wake. I'm taking Wake. I think they're I think they're pitching – actually, you know what? I'm going to reverse, 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 reverse. I'm actually going to take the Gators. I have the Gators. Wow. I'm get off. Yep. Yeah, I think they're I like pitching that, I like, too good. I like that pick. Kind of a dark horse. They're too de- they're de- it's all about depth. In my personal opinion, it's not about if you have a number one horse like uh Skennis or anything like that. Uh and I think the same goes with Wake, but again, Florida Florida's just loaded, man. I mean, it's it's one of the best round of teams we've had in a while. So, it'll be exciting. Yeah, I think I'm excited to watch. What about you? See, we got I'm sticking with my preseason pick of the Stanford Cardinal. And take you did, them, uh, you did 156 uh, pitchers, right? Yeah. Post game interview of all time, all time post game interview. Yeah. So well, I'll be good for an inning. If I could make, if I could put a lot of money on something on either, you know, Frank, the tank, uh, that was a bad joke. Uh, if I were to put a lot of money on something, I would predict that that pitcher was a Juco bandit. Was I right? Am I right? Or no, I don't know. I would be shocked if he wasn't. Because no that just either. screams Juco Bandit. I know he so he got drafted last year as a junior um, by the Royals, I think, in like the 19th round. But he decided to go back for his senior year. That's all I know about him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's a psycho, absolute psycho. I don't know. I mean, if if you you have to go in this, you're because if you lose, it's double elimination. So if you lose the first one, you're screwed. So that's where like the horse, like the number one horse comes into play. Cause I think it's like, if you win three, you get to, if you go three and oh, you're in the. Yeah. If you, win, if you go three, and oh, I think that's right. And, and so like, you, but you gotta have three horses and right. that's why I'm, that's why I'm going Florida boys. I just think that they're so good, but Stanford is such a good pick, um, but they don't have the Palo Alto sky. Uh, that's a problem. You know, they have the Omaha sky, and so they can't utilize that to their advantage. So we'll see. That was terrible. I'm going, I'm going LSU. That's my pick. Love that. That's a yeah. great pick. It's a, it's a solid pick. I mean, it's um, Oral Roberts is going to end up winning this whole thing. It doesn't really matter. It's, you know, it's close to Carolina all over again, but. Probably the team I'm rooting for. I'm always rooting for the upsets in the in the College 100%, Road Series. 100%. That'll be, that'll be the team I'm pulling for. 
how do you feel like have those Texas outfielders been able to like go home yet? Oh my God. Did Just you, a- but did you watch here's, I actually thought about this the other day that, did you see that Texas right fielder to the play he made the inning before? Yes, the, the, the throw to third. We were talking about that. We were the talking about that. He had a whole, like, absolutely hosed the dude at third base. Yeah. He went from all-time high to all-time low. I mean, that is yeah. just... Uh, just brutal. That stuff. CM, did you ever play at Stanford? Mm-hmm. I was going to think... I was thinking, I, I didn't know if you went up there for, like, a tournament or something. Have you played near the stadium or anything? Like, is that sky actually that, like, tough to see fly balls with? I don't remember. The closest we ever played... To there, I think was um, at either St. Mary's or San Jose State. I don't uh-huh. know which one is closer, but do you remember yeah, the sky at all? No, I don't ever remember having any issues with fly balls in the sky. You don't, you just don't think about the sky a lot. I thought that was kind of funny though when people were coming out like the, you, know, you know, the Palo Alto sky is it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't like, know. Uh, you know, did that come from the Texas Tribune or where'd that come from? Because I'd be interested to know. That's tough, man. That sucks. That really, sucks. really sucks. Yeah. I feel bad for him, man. I really, really and as a fan, I hated the way that ended. Just uh it was fly such ball a good game, North. bro. Yeah. No. As it ends like that. Yeah. It sucked. Oh, it's tough. Well, we got our picks in. Anything else, boys? Anything else before we sign off? It's good to have all you guys together, man. CM, it's good to have you healthy. Yeah, bad. Imagine this episode without you. Be tough. We're gonna have some uh, load management at CM here. We don't want, we don't want them coming out of the gate too hot. Yeah, seriously, this is a long episode too, man. I mean, I I don't, I don't know. This guy's throwing out Jimmy Butler minutes right now. It's pretty unbelievable. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, but unlike Jimmy Butler, we're winning. Oh. Let's go, dude. My nuggets. How about them nuggets? How about them nuggets? Did you um? I, I did see the 10 people shot normal parade at this point, but that's a bad joke. But I did see there was a guy hanging from with his arms, of course, hanging from the uh, the light pole or whatever mm-hmm. in the middle of the street. Looks like Denver got after it. Looks like a good parade. Yeah, it got rowdy. The parade's tomorrow, so we'll see how crazy it gets because this whole city's shutting down basically. But that's yeah. sick, though. There's a, a little bit of a riot. Hosting. Yeah. It surely was. It was, uh, it's just sucks. It's, it's, it sucks when things get like that, but unfortunately that's the screen age, but, um, yeah, boys, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. That's all I got for you guys. Anything else? Good. Ep- good episode boys. This is fun. Episode. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's good to see you again. CM it really is. You guys too. Couldn't imagine this episode without you, man. I know. I know. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs> we'll see it Sunday. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you again here soon.